Has everything been assigned? Yeah, Ann and I are going to alternate. Okay. All right, get all that get all that stuff out, Ann. You got some old old man or old lady noises to. <laughs> I sang enough that scales. Strong. You'd think that strong to very strong. <laughs> you'd think that I could have gotten it all out by now because I tried real hard. <coughs> watch, you guys are you guys are in rough shape, and watch me ruin the show. With my voice just goes bad. Oh, you'll find better ways to ruin the show. Uh, I know. I always do. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. As most of you know, these Friday releases are interviews with fans, clip shows, or favorites of our favorite fan, Phyllis Fletcher. But because we used our usual Monday TBTL episode recap real estate to bring you a taste of the drunks at the Austin Live show, we still have a job on our hands, and that is to talk about the guy's RV road trip from north of Queso in Everett, Washington, to south of Queso in Stubbs Barbecue in the River City of Austin. Um, my name is Mike Frizzell. I am currently about 19 miles of said Queso, which is starting to turn. Uh, and I'm in Kyle, Texas. I can't do this all by myself, especially because I took zero notes last week. So joining me from New Brighton, Minnesota, is the lovely and talented Anne Lundholm. Hello, Anne. Hello, Mike. Also joining us from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, which for one weekend was the FOMO capital of the world, is my bestest buddy and remaining big toe Bobby Pape. Hola, mon frere. Hola, guten tag. Sound rough? It's been a long few days, but uh, go Browns. <laughs> Imagine how rough you'd, you'd be if you had actually been at the live show and, and throwing down with everyone. Yeah, you would have thought um, with all of the tears and crying i guess i just i that's it i'm hoarse from the sobbing you the, you weakened the, your uh, immune system <laughs> <laughs> i hear you buddy uh so we're going to get into uh the weekend review after we do some lrb business we have some housekeeping as usual and we'll let you know how to get involved with these friday shows which uh it's sad we don't have a uh we don't have a 10 on today but we'll, we'll get right back in the swing this weekend, I think we're going to have a guest host uh, for the recap on Monday. Uh, Bobby, you uh, want to get us through some business? Yeah, sure. First, starting with the recent shows, we mentioned last week that you should stay tuned for all the Fridays and the Mondays because we were going to be bouncing around a little bit. And like Mike mentioned, the Monday show was a whole lot of tape from our uh, fine correspondents in Austin telling us uh, a bit about their experience and also talking to some of the a lot to very drunk tens who were in Austin. Uh, and in fact, Anne, um, you should just, do you want to give us a flavor of your experience now that you've heard how the Monday show came together? We've heard a lot from people who uh, listened back to themselves afterwards and were like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed <laughs> at the state of me. <laughs> And uh, while, yes, that was true, there were very many people that were in some sort of state. There is nothing to be ashamed of. I listened back to myself, and I 
found that I sounded a little teeny, even though I drank nothing but Diet Cokes, but just because <laughs> of the excitement and all the people around and all the noise and having to talk loud, it just, uh, it sounded a little looser than, uh, I wanna, than normal. I want to give you, um, I want to cut everyone a break that, uh, that sounded drunk or didn't like the way they sounded. Uh, when I got, when we got to the show, uh, at Stubbs, we got there about 40 minutes early and the place was already full and there was a bar in the back and I went to get a drink and I saw the size of the cup. So I ordered a, a, a double and, uh, I, do, I ordered a double rum and Coke and the, uh, the guy just poured rum all the way up to just where the Coke was just the surface tension that was, <laughs> and and I knew that Emily would be lifting home after the show and that I was going to be responsible for the car. So uh, that was it for me because, wow. So uh, y'all got overserved, I think. <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm cutting y'all a break on, on sounding drunk. And you said everybody sounded great and it was fun. And uh, both nights were really fun. The Friday night was its own thing. Like, yep. like, uh, like uh, what's David David S. Pumpkins or whatever that guy is, <laughs> his, his it was his side dancers. It was its own fun party, smaller but just fantastic. And did you have a good time on Friday? I had a really good time, and I want to say that I'm just not such not a social person that even no matter how fun I'm having at something, there's always this sizable portion of my brain that would rather be at home watching Netflix or puttering. <laughs> right, and I did not right. experience that at either of the, let's just call them parties, at either of the parties, mm -hmm. because I was so focused on all the other people around me and I was laughing and having a good time. And uh, it was, it was really, it was super fun. And one of my takeaways from the weekend is um, how much people are into Anne and not so much <laughs> me. Continue. There are people. There are people that that came to Austin specifically to meet uh, Anne. It seems and uh, didn't even introduce themselves to me. Uh, I'm finding this out, and <laughs> as time goes on, and it it makes me a little sad, but uh, happy for Anne. Well, that does bring up something that I wanted to talk about a little bit because we heard from more than a few people that they were intimidated to come and talk to us or too shy or they haven't friended us on Facebook because they're shy or they think that that we're somehow the cool kids. Guys, we do a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> How can we possibly be the cool kids in this situation? So yeah. I no, we are fans of TBTL like everybody else. I mean, I got on a podcast, but it doesn't mean I think I'm better than anybody else, okay? <laughs> everybody listening to this, if I don't know you, you're just my friend that I haven't met yet. So for God's sakes, friend me. I am not accepting any I'm too shy excuses because that's my excuse and I used it mm -hmm. already. So you can't mm -hmm. have it. Please come on down and and uh, friend friend me, and I promise I will not reject your friendship. I can't talk about the rest of these guys. You can do that at littleredbandwagon.com slash friend Anne, yes. which is a link that still works. We'll take you right to Anne's Facebook page. 
and of course, you can come seek the rest of us out by our names as well, or just go to the Little Red Bandwagon Facebook page or the Stens page. Those are great places to find us. Well, the Stens page isn't a great place to accomplish anything, but we are there. <laughs> uh, moving on to another report from a LRB host who is not here at the moment, uh, Meredith is currently in the Dominican Republic. Oh, I forgot there were two world FOMO capitals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went we went FOMO International right uh, with this. And uh, Meredith since she is still out of the country and and not available and probably just not eager to be recording a podcast on her tropical vacation has uh submitted a missive from the Dominican Republic for us. So let's take a listen to that. Hey Wagoneers, it's your pal Eminem. I'm so, so sorry I couldn't join you in Austin last weekend, but I had to go to the Dominican Republic for a friend's wedding. Well, I so wish I could have been there with you all and having a really wonderful time here. We have an amazing Airbnb in a town called Cabarete, which is on the north coast of the island of Hispaniola, which is uh, what the DR shares with Haiti. It's known for windsurfing and kitesurfing, which we really enjoy watching but are terrified to try. We have had some great food. Uh, if you come here, you must go to a place called Yala for dinner and then say hi to our new buddy, Dror, from Iran. And we spent some real quality time by the pool and on the beach with our friends who stayed with us for part of the week. Maybe you can hear the ocean in the background. I am sitting on the patio right now about, I don't know, 20 feet from the ocean. Um, one of the most interesting and pertinent things I've learned is that the DR is one of the highest automobile-related fatality rates in the world, and we have been either walking everywhere or using taxis so we can watch how insanely people drive. It's hard to describe how nuts it is. It's like 10% worse than Boston drivers, maybe. It's a cultural norm to drive drunk and to ignore seatbelts. Apparently lanes don't matter and speed limits don't matter, stoplights don't matter. We have one more full day here, and I'll be lucky to make it out unharmed, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, the internet is awful. Cell phone data is spotty at best. We can't drink the water, and we have to have private security at our building, which are all features of a developing country. Um, there's signs of growth and some really terrific people from here and elsewhere working to improve opportunities for Dominicans. One specific place we've encountered is the Cabarete Coffee Company, and they work to educate girls in an attempt to break the cycle of generational poverty that exists here. They run something called the Mariposa Foundation, and I would encourage you to check that out. We also went to a monkey sanctuary today called Monkey Jungle, which is doing excellent and responsible rescue work. So see my Facebook for some adorable pictures. There's also a lot of dogs running around here. Maybe you can hear that. I don't know. Um... I'm really glad we came here, but part of me is anxious to get home to the cats and to bring Eddie home from daycare. I've been getting daily updates from our cat sitter and from the doggy daycare, so I can confirm that everyone is happy and healthy. Um, again, I'm really bummed to have missed Austin, but I hope to see you all in Seattle on August 18th for the LRB Summer Picnic. Good times and tan lines. Power out. Yeah, so raise your hand if you feel bad for Meredith right now. <laughs> It's rough. I like that she goes on this tropical vacation and she calls us with this really informative voicemail about all the social issues and things that she's learning and animal sanctuaries. Yeah, she should just be consistently drunk and tanning, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. The cutest uh, picture I've seen in a while is the, the monkey grabbing her ear. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Meredith's life is going to come back to something relatively normal soon, and you'll find her back here on future episodes of Little Red Bandwagon. Speaking of Little Red Bandwagon, as we often do, we have a picnic coming up in August. That's Friday, August 18th from 5 to 10 p.m. at Woodland Park near Green Lake. Uh, go to Little Red Bandwagon's Facebook page for more information on that. Uh, Mike, you and I seem to have a little disagreement on what the alphabet breakdown is for what people should bring based on their last name. Um, I went with the what the fuck ever, just like what no, you no, get drunk no, no, on. No, no everybody, bring, um, everybody bring a dish that starts with their middle name. Ah, middle okay. Initial. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, lobster it is. We'll see and, if I can fly him out. And like I said, I mean, we will be checking and we will fire your dish straight into the trash if if, if you're lying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Right. Um, apple pie is really hard to take on an airplane, Mike. Not sure I can do it. It's too well, bad. You can't, you can't come. So. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, sorry to all you guys out there who just want to go to Seattle to meet Anne. She's not going to be there because she won't bring an apple pie on the plane. Uh, well, uh, take some time to think about that, listeners. And also remember that you can send us your throw-your-phone moments. Uh, and we have a new and exciting way you could do that, thanks to producer slash doesn't realize he's a co-host, Jeremy Holmes, who has created a new outlet for you, throwyourphone.com, spelled as it sounds, throwyourphone.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I'm amazed it was available. <laughs> I'm going to use that for sure. Uh, and do we have any three of your phone moments? Um, let's see. We had a couple, but it feels like so long ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so anything about not using the water on the RV, something like that. Uh, I think we're capable of generating our own throw your phone moments <laughs> when we get to that point. <laughs> yeah. We Fair did enough. have one thing that I think was uh, related to the Monday show that I didn't get in my notes. So we might as well talk about it here from Jeremy Auer, who uh, said that at one point Luke said, I'm not a detail person or something close to that when they were mm -hmm. discussing uh, getting ready for the trip. And uh, Jeremy says, I nearly screamed. Luke is all about the details. Like, this is a man who's all about coat hook moments and spent an hour researching neck pillows, even though he doesn't use neck pillows. Luke's entire life is built around his obsession with very specific details that will fix every detail of his life. That is an excellent observation, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. I think what Luke was trying to say was, I'm an ideas man, Andrew. <laughs> I think I proved that with RV Mountain. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> throwyourphone.com. One of the smartest things we've come up with in a long time. Thank you, Jeremy, for that. Uh, spare your actual phone by going there instead. Uh, with that, Anne, why don't you get us started with our week in review from last week when the wheels started rolling from the Everett RV District. All right, let's start with Monday, number 2395, Tomorrow's Boise Today. And we open the show on this day number one of the TVT Elathon with the RV rental guy showing them the ropes of the RV features and benefits, walking kind of a fine line between, um, I don't know, uh, just showcasing this guy but not quite making fun of him. 
I think they stayed on the right side of that. And uh, there is a lot of what they refer to as unfocused anxiety going on. Andrew says he has a, quote, death grip on the RV. He says, I can't believe this is happening. And Luke says this is like the first time he had sex, which I think is. I hope there was no death grip involved in that. (laughs) It's a very tenuous comparison, I think. Wasn't that in the backseat of a much smaller car, too? think they had a kid so you don't want to kill the mom so i, I don't I, yeah. I think she might have survived yeah probably um speaking of surviving andrew says he made a big deal about saying goodbye to the cats before he left you know so <laughs> if he dies they'll have good memories of him i guess sure and carrie had a premonition that something really bad is going to happen which luke should never have mentioned a way to freak andrew Did, out uh, even more did they take the, the glass plate out of the microwave? Did we ever get satisfaction on that? I don't know that we did. Yeah, I don't think we heard about that. Mm. There was no microwave um, explosion or anything. Uh, I'm sure they didn't use the microwave, that's for sure. No. Because sure, they didn't use anything else in the RV. Well, there is no. one thing that they specified that they did use because they made sure to say that the fridge was stocked with peach fresca vodka uh and then they said dukes but you wouldn't put the dukes in the fridge right so it was probably just the peach fresca and the vodka it's really what more do you need in the mm-hmm. fridge and the way uh, that the way that flavors commingle in a fridge i think the last thing you want is dukes flavored peach oof. fresca vodka <laughs> right yikes uh, so then there's a lot of general trip talk from here, including a, a discussion of what to name the RV, and they solicit listener input, but then it turns out they just went with their first impulse anyway. And a long conversation about what Andrew is looking for, what kind of expectations that he has on this trip. And of course, he has all the worst case scenarios mapped out in his head, like he's nervous that they'll arrive at some campground and it's not... Uh, not get the setup that they need for the RV. Um, they talk about how people who run RV parks are always the 65 to 70 year old women who smoke. And he's afraid of that somehow. Luke's really afraid of being bored <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Why Andrew is looking forward to having solved all the problems and getting to be bored. So really hmm. there's a lot of Andrew on a low level freak out and Luke reassuring him that Everything is going to be fine. And then Luke wants to know if Andrew at some point would be okay if Luke just wanted to go back and and take a nap in the back of the RV while Andrew's driving, (laughs) which turns out to be a hypothetical. The whole time I was listening to this, I was thinking, you guys know, like, couples in their 80s do this, like, for months on end. You're two guys, you're two 40-year-old men. This isn't going to be a problem for you. You you can do this. <laughs> well, and it's not like they're going to drive 2,000 miles across the desert and never have the opportunity to stop should they need to. This seemed like they're looking at the RV as some sort of a, like a lifeboat. They're mm-hmm. escaping from the Titanic, and so they better have right. actually everything they could possibly need. Um, and then how on earth did we get into pinup poster talk? I don't remember that at all. But for some reason, they start talking about Cheryl Teagues and the Cheryl Teagues poster. 
I feel like it might have had yeah, something there, to do with Shawshank, was, but I don't know. There was a di- – yeah, <laughs> it might have. Like, yeah, Shawshank kind of um, mapped that out. Like every generation has its poster girl or whatever. And yeah, with when I was a teenager, I think it was um, the Charlie's Angel. the Farrah Fawcett? No, uh, Farrah Fawcett, right. And she wasn't my type, so she didn't go up on my wall. I didn't go in for like – wrote teenaging like Andrew did. Well, everyone else has got the the Cheryl Teagues with Cindy Crawford. I guess I got to get it up there, you know. I'm but, a teenage uh, boy. No, no. That's what teenage boys do. No, we had we had pornographic magazines in the woods. So that's I didn't I didn't have any use for the posters. Yeah, I never went in for that. Um, whereas Andrew felt the pressure to play like a normal teenager <laughs> to make it look yeah. like he was a normal teenager. I just gave right. up any semblance of looking like a normal teenager. It's like, what What would a, a an alien comes down to? What, what What would a normal teenager have on their walls? And, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. poster. And, right. <clears throat> no, not, not this guy. I put up some music posters. That's about it. Yeah. Well, Andrew said, I guess it's time for the obligatory pit-up poster. And so that's oh. what he did. <laughs> oh, man, I feel so <laughs> shitty every time someone brings that obligatory kiss thing up. Oh, oh. God. All right. Well, the, so the top story for this day and really every day of the week is the um, check-in with Amy Wu on the TV telethon. And I got to say, this was a real problem for me all week because you should never give me hard numbers. And Amy Wu was giving hard numbers about sustainers and donations. And all that's going to do is start making me do calculations. Because I was like, oh, 717 sustaining donors plus 160 additional donors. And what, how much would they probably on average donate? So I'm trying to do all the mental math on how much money they're raising. And it's really not good for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually know the numbers from the first three TBT elethons, but but after that, I I don't know. I I stopped asking, and we sort of stopped talking about it. <laughs> My brain just goes to town on all that stuff, whether I want to or not. So I, it's data that I have been really curious to have for a long time, but uh, now there's too many things that I could do with this. Maybe I should just ask <laughs> them. They they have well, to need a data analyst, right? There's nobody over at uh, APM that crunches all these numbers. Well, can't we get some FOIA on it or something, you know, even if they <laughs> don't want to reveal it? I think this is a job for Phyllis, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. She'll take the bus there. She'll yep. file the paperwork. We'll reimburse her for yep. her expenses. <laughs> um. So at this point, while they're talking to Amy, right, Luke realizes that the RV is almost out of gas. I considered a small miracle that they never actually ran out of gas on this whole trip. If they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's on E. That was so really the this- only the one thing that I thought could go wrong. That really yeah. was the only thing. So we get to hear them navigating to the gas station, and that's all. All works out really well, and we found out uh, – they said at the live show, right, that Andrew eventually took on all the responsibility for gassing up and thinking. Uh, I wonder if he monitored the gas gauge so that Luke wouldn't have to be responsible for that. 
I think uh, he but, took on everything but the driving because he felt shitty about not driving. So I don't know. I'm sure Luke he, I'm sure he was fine. vigilant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they talk about plans for tonight, and they're going to stay at uh, listener Sarah's house in Boise. And Andrew reads her original email inviting them to do that. And Luke is delighted to learn that Sarah's friend made a running route map for Luke so he can do his eagle soaring in the morning. And also they have a dog that they can pet. And I think that probably sold Andrew on that. (laughs) His dogological clock solved that one. And uh, then they do what I'm referring to as show and tell on their supplies. And what Luke brought uh, includes bedding, low-card snacks, cooking implements, (laughs) a travel-sized printer, his scale. uh, And as he says, who brings a scale on a road trip? So at least he understands the ridiculousness of this. And the laser baldness helmet. That's... Awesome. And uh, Andrew brought sausages, lunch meat, his remixed nuts, and his sentimental sleeping bag that maybe he will float down the Rio Grande. Which they I was really hoping for a picture of Luke driving the RV with the laser baldness helmet on, but it never <laughs> happened. Yeah. Is there a charging no. station for the laser baldness helmet? How does it power up? Yeah, I just it's a USB cord coming out of the lighter on the <laughs> dashboard. Right. He, I want a picture of him driving at night with that laser baldness helmet on. Glowing just, redhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Andrew wants to let everybody know that he is in the beginning of growing a road beard because he didn't trim his beard before he left. I looked pretty closely when we saw him. And if he had not told us beforehand that he was just letting the beard grow, I wouldn't have noticed. It looked great. So, he looked yeah, great. Yeah, he looked. Yep, he really did. I, we got a whole another round of people who had not met them before going, "Oh my God, they are not fat at all." Right, right, right. It's every time, mm-hmm. every time. Yep. So then, in emails for the day, we get one from Randy who has some helpful advice for being in an RV, and I don't think I wrote all of them down, but he does say to pay attention to signs that might indicate low-hanging structures ahead. Um, He says, don't fan your brakes on a decline. And he says, don't listen to Luke when he says, it'll be fine, which I think was the best piece of advice (laughs) that he gave. Yeah. And finally, there's a callback to mascot talk from the week before from Ben, who tells a story about uh, two of the Detroit mascots, sports mascots, at a charity walk that he was working at. And after the walk, he was driving them back in the golf cart to, I don't know, wherever, the starting line, and they would not break character, even though it was just uh, a couple of people there, and he wants to say how, how awesome he was, and Luke says that this this must be mascot code. Of course. Yeah. Of course, I'm, even I'm, at the low level where I mascot it, it's code. You don't do it. I was about to say, I'm sure that Mike never for a minute stopped being psyched about pizza when he had the Mr. <laughs> Slice costume on. <laughs> not at all. And my People would mode. try to get you to talk, but but no, right. you don't talk. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it freaks some kids out. It really does. Like, um, there, there's probably tons of stories about mascots that, that talk and, and freak the kids the fuck out because they're just not supposed to. And and it's just, you know, I, I mean, when you when you think about it, 
you're you're a slice of pizza or you're a mouse or you're a duck or something. You're not supposed to talk and kids don't expect you to. Yep. Uh, and finally, on Monday, this really upset me. Uh, they're discussing the outro song and Luke is advocating for Life is a Highway because... This seems like it would be the perfect moment to play this song. It's kind of overdone. Maybe it's hackneyed. But if ever there was a time and a place that this would be an appropriate music choice, it's this one. And Andrew's just like, no. And so Luke instead plays this song, Lonely Drum, with this this new country monstrosity. I mm, I throw my phone. Should have played tax, man. <laughs> throwyourphone.com um, yes I, I understand Andrew's point every time two male podcast hosts leave their studios and set out on a week long RV road trip halfway across the country on their fundraising week they always leave the first day with life as a highway Yes, done to death but some things are tradition for a reason sure and I don't want to shame anybody who likes new country or whatever i really try to be accepting because music is such a subjective thing but that song was crap if andrew ran a major league baseball team it would be like the fifth inning stretch or he'd just move it around (laughs) seventh inning stretch been done to death It's worth noting that Monday was the day that the guys did the strong bad drop impression in oh, unison. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. All right, let's go to Tuesday. And your notes were significantly more thorough than mine. Uh, Tuesday, 2396, keep Pocatello weird. Uh, the show starts in Sarah's backyard in Boise with big baby Kevin, the RV, and Andrew's maybe the joke of the week about Luke's Croc Martins. Yeah, that was a walk off. That was yeah. Manny Ramirez hands in the air. Yeah, that was, that was uh, bat flip. Yeah, I mean there were a couple of real great zingers uh, on this week, but that really that sold it for me. I love it when people cap on guys' clothes. It's great, and and even people cap on me because I wear the same stupid shit every day. It's fine. It's great if you're guys, you really need to cap on each other's clothes. <laughs> Speaking of wearing the same thing every day, we come back to Luke's Papa Smurf outfit with his preferred shorts and T-shirt with a quick discussion as to whether Papa Smurfing is also a euphemism for jerking it, which it probably is. Uh, Andrew lets us know that he brought two pairs of jeans and a pair of scruff duggers, <laughs> leading Luke and everyone else to wonder what the fuck is a scruff dugger. Right. It's not – when someone comes up with something – a nickname for a piece of clothing or something. Usually it helps you understand what it is. It's not helpful. Uh, I like the word scruff dugger. It's sure. got a good sound to it. And right. we, we have a rare opportunity here because we can make it something. But uh, it sounds like a, sounds like uh, like some union busting people from Seattle in the 1920s. We've got to get some scruff duggers in here. I'm Googling it right now and there are zero results and I'm trying a bunch of different variations. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is uh, this the, this is our oyster. We can do whatever we want with this. Right. I'm going to make it dirty, you know that. So. <laughs> well, of course. We're going to race to Urban Dictionary to get a new definition up. In fact, we're putting this out uh 
So when you hear this, listeners, we'll check back in like a week. Let's see what you come up with on Urban Dictionary for Scruff Duggar. See also Rusty Trombone. <laughs> uh, Andrew doesn't know the difference between propane and kerosene. That bodes well for something that runs. Uh, yeah, that that was when I was starting to think maybe something can go horribly wrong on this trip. <laughs> Uh, we get extended energy-related talk about hooking up the RV to the electric at the house, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the realization these guys have just made that a giant-ass RV is going to drink a lot of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we ever had a segment called Blinding Glimpse of the Obvious, this this would have been the easy winner this week. Uh, we get an Amy Wu update. Uh, it was a slow first day uh, from Monday to Tuesday, but that is very possibly because of how late the first show posted, mm-hmm. uh, and how little time has passed before the second one. Uh, she also gives the guys some pointers on effective, uh, pledge drive pitching, which they summarily ignore. Um, <laughs> I like that. She says, I did too. say, because you like the show, you donate, not if you like the show, you donate, which reminds me of my retail training. Because you never yeah. say, can I help you? You say, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I'm uh, I'm doing a little side work this summer for an orchestra in town because they're between managers. And they insisted on hiring a quote-unquote paid intern. So it's great because I just dumped off all of the subscription renewals calls on said paid intern. And uh, when I was training her yesterday, I just said to her, when you're calling all these people, you don't say, I'm calling to see if you'd like to subscribe. You call and say, I'm calling as a courtesy to get you your tickets for next year. Because how many how many orchestras can I put you down for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all about the phrasing. Uh, I will say, though, I noticed um, they did get more earnest in the pitching as the week went on. And they also made sure that the shows were posted and recorded early. I think Mm -hmm. instead of recording on the drive like they had kind of thought they might, they ended up recording kind of each morning for the most part and then posting it, which was to their advantage. Agreed. Yeah, I thought that was much better. Yeah. We got a West Virginia uh, donor of the day, Dazzling Donor, who does a coal power out. That and the Croc Martins, I think those are the two best jokes of the week. Yeah. Uh, Well, there's one more comment, but that's a – yeah, it's up there. Uh, And then we get the top story, which is the story that the city of Pocatello is looking to change their flag because their uh, current terrible, terrible flag has proud to be Pocatello written on it with the the 80s, 90s neon art and all that. Uh, And Luke – takes a little tangent to shit on the generic guy who would do an entire TED talk on a bad flag design. I think not realizing that that person was much more famous podcaster, Roman Mars. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Cause he has no idea what he's doing when it comes to developing an audience. Um, have either of you seen Roman Mars TED talk on vexillology? I have no. not. It is fascinating it is very interesting i mean i listened to 99 percent invisible which is where a lot of this started and he is fascinated with flags so is pesca i think it's just a thing with mm-hmm. with nerdy podcasters uh but he yeah he gave an entire ted talk about these poorly designed city flags and the philosophy behind good flag design and it's very good i will put the link in the show notes i need to learn more about vexillology and i think about this whenever i play this uh backgammon app and Backgammon is a really global game, 
and I'm rarely playing against anyone from the United States. It's usually some, someone from very far away. And I recognize about a third of the flags that come up. <laughs> and, and every time I'm like, I need to look this up. But then I'm like, well, I'm playing backgammon. I can't look it up right now. Right. And then, then when it, I'm done playing backgammon, it's over and I've forgotten what all the flags look like. So I, it's, I think I've always been a little fascinated with it too, but, but not enough to, uh, I guess, um, get off my ass and do anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that you think that you're going to get around to at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they have that conversation for a little while about Pocatello. Then a tangent that I missed, um, based on, well, this was another anger moment, but we get to the novelty check, not a large novelty check, not a regular size check, but a trapper keeper size novelty check. <laughs> and this was all tied into the Vegas slips talk, right? Uh, this was the second local story about the guy from Nampa, Idaho, oh, who right. won a lottery jackpot. And oh, the whole right. point was right. that... He bought a couple of uh, tickets that were small winners, and then he went and gassed up the car and thought, I'll just get one more, and he won $134,000. And uh, Luke was talking about how it was a, a really classic example of, was it the gambler's paradox? Just going back always for one more or something. And then right. he, mm -hmm. he was talking about, uh, so the, yeah, they looked at the article and there was a picture of him, and it, it was a trapper keeper size check. And they were talking about how they should buy lottery tickets in every state that they went through. Um, but then what do you do if you win and you're not in the state anymore? And Luke was talking. Yeah, about I, I can tell you from, from personal experience when, when Emily was down with her brain tumor, I mentioned that she likes to do scratchers and we got scratchers from all over the country, but we were really only able to cash the Texas ones. And I, I ended up sending the, Sending the scratchers that had any significant value to people I knew in the states, or back to the <laughs> person who purchased them, so that they could actually cash them in. Because I, I don't, you know, I'm a big fan of you've got to you got to get your money, you know, um, like don't don't leave any money on the table. That state's trying to rip you off. Uh, this this led me to the biggest throw your phone moment for me of the week, when Luke was talking about how he had sports tickets from Las Vegas, and he couldn't cash them in not only can you cash them in but there are specific instructions instructions on the ticket about where to mail them so that they will send you a check and i've as a as a degenerate sports gambler from way way back i've done this dozens of times where i'll make future bets or i'll make bets on the games that are happening on the day i'm leaving and if they're winners you just mail them back and fucking caesar's palace or mgm sends you a check you dummy <laughs> Look at the ticket. It's on the back. Well, and Fuck. If you know you're not going to be there to claim it. Why are you betting anyway? At that point, if you think you can't redeem it, <laughs> you're just flushing your money down the toilet. I just threw my phone again. Good, lucky I have Apple Care. Throw your phone dot com. Uh, and just a quick mention of the Austin Snapchat filter that was made by listener, quote, Ed, unquote. <laughs> Which was uh, actually listener Nick. And we yes. appreciate you, Nick, by any name. You are a listener just as sweet. That's it for Tuesday. Okay. And just a note, uh, at the live show, 
on his name tag, Nick had Nick and then in parentheses, Ed next to it. So he's embracing <laughs> his new identity. He's a team oh, player. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So Wednesday, number 2397, East of East Vegas, uh, they open with a little piece of pre-recorded tape uh, driving down the strip in in Vegas, and Andrew says, you're griswolding it down the strip in this giant <laughs> RV. And Luke concedes that maybe this was not the best uh, decision just to drive it down Main Street, so to speak. But they really wanted to get Andrew's reaction to seeing Vegas for the first time. And they are super tired because it's been a long day, but they decide that they don't want to waste Andrew's first time in Vegas by, you know, getting some sleep and resting up for the long drive the next day. So Andrew says that what he wants to do is go to what he terms an old timey divey steakhouse with some pull tabs. And my thought is, what is the point of going to Vegas if you're just going to go to the Eagles anyway? Pull tabs are <laughs> pull tabs are gambling for babies. Yeah. Pull tabs are gambling for people who can't think. So at least play a little blackjack. Come on. Mike is still mad about the gambling tickets. My heart's still racing. I'm floating. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to fight someone. They would have gone to the Harris party pit, but I believe it's Luke who notes that that is now a Toby Keith's "I Love This Bar." He's totally right because because there used to be a great a great casino in there where the limits were low. You know, which is limits on the strip are usually pretty high. Yeah. But you could get a low limit game uh, at <clears throat> at Harris, and then yeah, I made that discovery too. Uh, we were staying somewhere else, and and you know, it got to be time to to start doing some serious blackjack, and my brother and all my asshole friends, and we went down there to claim a table, and the, yeah, just pictures of Toby Keith everywhere. Uh, really, really disappointing. <laughs> I think I've mentioned before that I spent my twenty first birthday in Las Vegas. Um, it was not a particularly rowdy trip. It was the a family trip visiting the aunt of uh, the girl I was dating at the time. But we were there, and it was my 21st birthday. And so we went to one of the station casinos in Old Vegas, and we sat and played some cards. And I had my first, quote-unquote, legal drinks at the tables. And uh, actually, and, I think f- my- and free drinks. That's even yep. better. I think my first actual drink was sitting at the video poker at the bar. Mm-hmm. But then we went and played some card games too. And like, yeah, that's it. That's why you're there. You got to do it. And that was our whole point. Like we came this far. We're not going to not go. And I wanted that shitty divey CD old Vegas experience. And boy, we got it walking around those casinos at night. If, if you're gambling, if your gambling consists of something, a three-year-old can grasp, that's not gambling. You know, did I get three frogs? <laughs> three frogs. I win. That's not gambling. It's not to me. That's not gambling. Mike has opinions on gambling. I do. Yes. I have a lot of opinions on gambling. My brother has even more. Boy, he's even stronger in his opinions. Uh, so they hang it up at that point to go off and, you know, find the nearest eagles and pick it up the next morning uh, and talk about the uh, the the fact that the neighborhood that the RV park is in is a little down market. And also the bar that they went to finally last night, the four mile bar, uh, they describe as rugged. 
And my favorite part of this was that Andrew cautioned Luke to read the room before he took over the jukebox. <laughs> jukebox <Right>. map. <laughs> and then there's a whole thing about how Luke was mistakenly charged for his drink while playing video poker. Is that a thing, Mike, where they, as long yeah. as you're gambling, you don't pay for the drinks? That's true. That's very true. And in fact, sometimes it's to your great detriment because the waitress will come and take your drink order and then you'll start a losing streak. You know, you'll you'll get on a bad streak, but you're hanging on because your drink's coming. You don't want to be that asshole oh. order to drink and then got up and took off. So you can you can really get pantsed waiting for that free drink. You know, that free drink can cost you a couple hundred dollars if you're not careful. Yeah, it's almost like they understand addictive personalities. <laughs> right, right. Why do they do this? Like, give me free drinks? Wow, this is great. Uh, you find out down the road when you hit one of those bad streaks. Oh, I just paid for everyone's drink. Uh, before we move on, I just have to mention that Andrew starts here at All Week, continues to believe that this bar was named The Four Hole. <laughs> Which does sound generically dirty, but I, much like Scruff Duggar, I don't think there's any defined four hole. I mean, I know what the five hole is, but yes, I don't know what five a four hole been is. Well defined. Yeah. So, uh, if you get a Scruff Duggar in the four hole, you're really in for a treat. It's, a, it's embarrassing enough to let one through the five hole. If the four hole, wow, it sounds actually painful. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> And the delightful topic of um, Andrew's adamance about having, quote, zero fluids in the RV. <laughs> there have been no number twos, which we knew they discussed no number twos in the RV. But now they're extending that to no number ones either. And uh, this must be the other really good joke you were referring to, uh, Bobby. As Luke says, it's like we're pitching a no-shitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he had that one racked and ready, but he still used it, and I still give him credit for it. Mm -hmm. He waited yep. for the right time. He, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Andrew has a really interesting story about the campground bathroom. The bathroom itself is very nice, and very nice, but uh, this morning in the shower, there was some somewhat strange guy who was what I wrote down on my notes was semi cruising Andrew in the shower. Um, wanting to help him use the showers properly and later asking if everything's all right in there. Luke and, really let him off the hook on this one. Yeah. He could, yeah. Luke could have really gotten after him about, uh, you yeah. know, you know, you, he wanted to have sex with you, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and Luke asked, was he cruising you? And Andrew's response was, no, we're just road people now. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a road person. Uh, yeah. yeah. You forget how shower how showers work and yeah. people yep. need to show you. <laughs> When's the last time you asked a fully capable and consenting adult if they needed help figuring out how a generic shower works? Right. When you stay at their house or something like, oh, well, let me show you how. <laughs> no, that never happens. At most, never. you're like, oh, hey, one of the knob sticks or uh, make right. sure you pull up the thing first. But, mm -hmm. but I've never been like, hey, let me come on in there and just show you how it goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> never standing in a bathroom with another grown adult. Showing you how something works. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, he also had another interesting encounter the previous night. Uh, he talks about when they were looking for their spot in the RV park, some Russian guy in another RV got mad at him and started yelling. 
and uh, Andrew finally figured out that this Russian guy thought that he worked there, and that's why mm-hmm. he was yelling at him for some reason. And then when he found it, he wasn't. He was extremely apologetic and left quickly. And then on their third crazy road people story for the day, uh, somebody that they described as a crazy Boomhauer guy at the gas station was talking to them in unintelligible fashion. And something about the dog, he had a dog. I think the upshot was that it, he was weird. Uh, so then they go on, they do the update with Amy Wu, and things are going okay. I think, uh, oh, this is the point at which Luke starts to get over confident because they'd had the goal of 55 for yesterday and they made it 60 and so uh then instead of 110 for today he ups it to 120 because he's pretty sure they're going to smash this uh uh, bobby do you want to mention andrew's asmr pitch at this point just that there was one and that we never need to hear it again it will not be an easter egg on this episode Right. Uh, So they, at this point, do say that Luke has done all the driving and mention that the passenger side mirror, quote, no longer works. And that is a story that they did not elaborate on. Does it no No. longer works because it just stopped working or was there some sort of incident? It's on strike. Just gave up. Suddenly not reflective anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Spray painted. Dangling. Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what everyone thought. Yep. After Andrew scraped a side mirror of his um of his rental Yaris on a like a triple wide driveway in Arizona, um <laughs> I, I was thinking maybe Andrew did drive after all. <laughs> yep. Uh top local story for the day is the Ely Times classifieds, uh where they look at some some appropriate jobs if they wanted to move to town, including the uh, Winnemucca Publishing Company is looking for a reporter, and they talk a little bit about small-town journalism and how important and necessary it is. Uh, Luke found a listing for part-time shop help, which he classifies as really being a professional putterer, but Andrew says that he actually hates washing cars, which I guess would be part of this job and luke shares this trick that his dad uh, showed him about when you wash windows and then you dry them with newspaper and it works really well and we had a lot of people on the stents page who were like yeah absolutely and i'd never heard of this homeless people do it all the time in in big cities and i would much rather have because i know it works too I would much rather have a homeless person coming at my windshield with a newspaper than with a rag because when they you know, when they've cleaned five windshields with their rag, you're getting everyone else's dirt on your windshield. So um, newspapers work well. They're available in huge bulk, especially because most newspapers are free now. So mm-hmm. I think uh, think it's a good tip. People should use it. Yeah, I don't know. I would clean off my windshield with a newspaper, but I can't figure out how to get the iPad to line up with the curve of the windshield. <laughs> good one, Bobby. We... uh we always used coffee filters. I still use coffee filters. Um, mm-hmm. And that was just from my restaurant coffee shop training. They don't streak like paper towels do. Right. Paper towels are not good. No. Every time you, you, you wipe a paper towel on something, it seems like uh, you have a new – There's like a, some, you've, you've wiped something up and then you've put something down somehow with a paper towel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. There's a lot of paper towel fuzz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so then the last local thing that they look at is this letter to the editor of the Ely Times, uh, who is a crank who doesn't like that the mayor is an atheist. Is that what I took from this? I couldn't quite uh, follow what was going on. And there didn't seem to be too big a point beyond that. But Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so then there's a, a couple of feedback things today, a voicemail from an anonymous person who just says that they are very happy to be able to disengage from politics and come to their happy place and listen to TBTL for a while. And then a really nice email from Tracy. Uh, her uncle Jack was a bartender at the Freaking Frog in Vegas, and he passed away and the road trip is making her think about him fondly. So she's appreciative that the guys are doing what they're doing. Oh, let me let me get back to the drinks. And since we're talking about um, the freaking frog and the bartender, uh, free drinks, you tip on on free drinks. They're not of course one hundred percent free. You need to tip your bartender, tip your waitress. But some people don't know that, and they don't do that. Just like when you get get something free at a restaurant, or you have a coupon, or whatever, tip on the amount that you would have paid had you not had said coupon or discount or free item. Thank you. That is all. It's the more you know. Tipping edition. And that'll take us to Thursday. Naked networking. Starting with the guys uh, making coffee with their coffee maker so that they could use it at least once before they give it away. At the show, they note that uh, the rain parted on their arrival. uh, And uh, then they just get nostalgic well, nostalgic's not the right word. They they recount sitting outside after arriving, listening to the baseball game. Uh, I'd said on the radio, but really on the baseball app, and um, hearing an unexpected walk off home run from Mike Zanino for a Mariners win, and just having that uh, that perfect moment that I think they were both sort of looking for in this trip. I think anyone's going to remember where they were when they heard that Mike Zanino even got a hit. So, <laughs> oh, poor uh, Mike Zanino. What did he ever do to you guys? Well, he got signed as a catcher to the. Anyway, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not my team. I don't really care. But hey, uh, hey, you guys, got to make his. Money. If they're going to give me money, I'll go up there and strike out all day long. Yep. It's the trick to a big contract. Um, Nothing personal. I actually have no idea what Mike Zanino's contract looks like. That's for a different podcast someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie tells them that they need to play the uh, left turn at Albuquerque Bugs Bunny tape, which is actually a recurring reference in Bugs Bunny cartoons. And they let a whole montage run of times Bugs Bunny says he should have taken a left turn at Albuquerque. Right. I loved it. Uh, at yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Albuquerque came up as a spelling t- uh, question in my trivia set. You had to know of question. The answer was Albuquerque, but you also had to spell it correctly. Uh, and because of then, that moment, I think I can now spell Albuquerque. I'm not sure if I could before. I I am able to spell it because I pronounce it Albuquerque, and then it <laughs> pops up in my head spelled correctly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we get another Amy Wu update. We also learned that she is in a lawn games league, which sounds pretty hipster. Amy, we love you, but that's 
that's that's pretty nerdy. <laughs> yeah, that's kind Do- of Do- it's for people. It's for people who uh, who don't want to. Dodgeball is just too strenuous. So we now we're 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 doing long games, right? Uh, and Luke, uh, we get into Luke's dop kit first to confess that he has not one but two electric toothbrushes with him. You know the the home one and the travel one, both electric. Of course. Uh, and yeah, uh, and then uh, his moment, his awkward bathroom encounter, uh, where he was, as you put in quotes, and buck naked in the bathroom. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, he's sorting through the things in his top kit because his body wash exploded in the bag. Do people mm-hmm. use the term buck naked because? Naked feels too naked, just to say naked. Right. Is you're trying to toughen up your nakedness with some buck nakedness? He was very naked. If you're naked, you're naked. What? It, why is there any qualifier on naked? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We've had this discussion before we about have? the term buck naked, and I believe naked among other things. Uh, right. uh, but yeah, no, there's no good answer. You're naked. Uh, um. And you're being particularly quiet about Luke Buck naked. <laughs> uh, there are some things I don't need to picture. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's between him and God and everyone else in and out of that men's room. Uh, top story is uh, a, a cruise through the Craigslist uh, free stuff section. Uh, but and first a tangent from Andrew about taking pictures of dream catchers in a dream catcher store at the flying J. He asked politely, I haven't seen those pictures. Are they up somewhere? I've not seen them. I don't know. I would like to, I would like to see if he made such a big deal of stopping and asking nicely to take pictures of these dream catchers without they having to explain why it's funny. It, given it away at the show. That would have been good. That's a good point. Uh, of all the free stuff uh, found on Craigslist, it's important to know that the go-kart is a hoax. There is no free go-kart. <laughs> Are you sure? I did not call to check if there's a free go-kart or not, but I am told there is no free go-kart. I, I, I think that should be like a cultural phrase. That should be, you know, there's just no free go-kart in yeah. life. Yeah, you you don't need to eat lunch. You know, there's no free go kart, <laughs> right? But there is a bounty of partially used soaps available. Ugh, come on! This is something that would have popped up on Prowers County buy and sell back in the takedown day. I mean, wow, that's awful. <laughs> well, it's not like partially used soaps are dirty. I mean, they're gonna be clean and usable, right? <clears throat> How do you they... wash soap? We know where they've been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, there's a Simpsons moment where Lisa, they're trying to save money, and Lisa presses together all of the leftover slivers of soap to make one new soap. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, and then a good email um, from a listener who makes um, an impassioned pitch on, on why their family gives to TBTL. And it's based on all of their family spending, which is all charted in a joy good return on investment spreadsheet where all of their expenses are balanced based on the good they do in the world and the joy they bring them. And then the amount they spend is is determined accordingly. And he was at the Moon Tower meetup on Friday night. We met Jared and his wife, Sarah, and... 
Uh, Jared was also 10 of the week last week. Yes. So everything he was, was coming He was Jared. glowing. He was glowing yes. when he arrived because he would, he had just been informed that he was 10 of the week. He hadn't even seen it yet. Yep. And Christy and I got a great interview with them and we lost it. So great. Yeah, service you right, Jared. <laughs> Trying to take over every avenue of TBTL and LRB. <laughs> Technology will put you in your place. Put that in your spreadsheet. He showed us the spreadsheet and everything. Uh, where was LRB merch on that spreadsheet? Oh, I do not recall that. Yeah, it's in the same place as interview went. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. Hello. Just kidding. Love you, Jared. Great people. All right. Yeah, they were they were fun. Uh, so Friday, number twenty three ninety nine, a gravy train with biscuit wheels. The last <laughs> day of the TV telethon, and uh, they say that the the flies have arrived in the RV since they hit Marfa, uh, where Luke wants to move, as he's wanted to move to several places. Uh, on this trip if if um, there's a hipster component to any town luke wants to move there mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. uh they're, they're recording so the ac is off and it's hotter than blazes in the rv uh, they say that there have been zero farts which is a good thing they've been really clean up to this point but it's going to get gamey because andrew's not going to take a shower so i think we're all glad that that was the last day of the road trip and that that really... gaminess led to one of the funniest moments at the live show, really, when they played the played the tape of of uh, them being fifteen yards away from yes. from get, from getting a shower with all the motorcyclists uh, in the way. Yeah, and Andrew went frogger on it. Yep. <laughs> um, really, this entire show is. Um, is Andrew reading his list of Texas idioms that he got from Texas Monthly? So it's very convenient that he actually had a copy of Texas Monthly that he could use. Yeah, to, how do you get? How do you this. think he got turned on to Texas Monthly? Well, it's a good magazine, really great magazine. Huh? Sometimes you just don't know until you start reading what a great magazine looks like, and I think we can all just be grateful that someone subscribed uh, Andrew to a free subscription. To Texas Monthly. We don't want to accuse anyone of any illegal, you know, billing charges. This is a, a gratis subscription to Texas Monthly. Someone's United Airline Miles that are no good for anything other than, well, physical abuse in magazines uh, led to Andrew getting Texas Monthly. And, and uh, that's a great use of those airline miles. I'm jealous. I don't have a subscription to, to Texas Monthly. But what I do have is subscriptions to Jet and Ebony Magazine. Which, when I was living in Austin, uh, my black mailman would deliver to me while looking at me through the front window. <laughs> you know, as it happens, I also have a friend in St. Louis who's been getting Essence delivered by his black oh, really? mailman. Yeah. Essence, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, their friend Angie is there with them, and she used a drone to film Luke's eagle soaring this morning. Uh, I enjoyed that she kept giving him instructions to run slowly, but his vanity wouldn't allow him because he didn't want all the <laughs> people to watch the video and think that he's as slow as he really is as a runner. 
I Did watched he paint it. his he bald spot great. before that? <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing his hat, so. Oh, okay, okay. He, I need to watch that. He may have painted it. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice little video. That was the first thing I thought was, uh, bald guys don't, you know, drones are, drone pictures of the enemies of bald men. Yeah, that's straight down angle. I don't think it shows him angle. from the top. Yeah, I think it, it's it's flying alongside him. Okay, it so, buzzes him. I got you. Yep, you just get to see him in profile. He looks like a, a real runner. Um, they talk about the Marfa public radio station. It is located in a converted service station, and this triggers Luke's desire to have that small town kind of northern exposure-esque life to do a, a radio show from a converted storefront. And uh, that's Luke's wish. And Andrew's wish is that he had brought fresh bread and not the old loaf from his cupboard because it's getting stale. Because it's just such an unsolvable problem. Yes. Nowhere south of Boise sells sliced bread. No, I've been looking for bread ever since I moved down here. I can't find it. And when you can't find it, it's it's so expensive. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's prohibitive. It's they don't have it at the HEB. I ask every time. Maybe if they needed less gas, they could put some money toward shipping in some bread. Treat yourself, kids. It's two dollars. Well, despite the bread debacle, he says that every night that they have spent has been really great and pretty much what they had pictured, which is unusual for them. So, I I think that's great. Uh, again, they check in with Amy Wu, who Luke dubs Master of Coin. And uh, they're exactly on pace to match last year. But Amy, of course, says that's the thing about fundraising is that you want an increase, perhaps just an incremental one, but an increase nonetheless. Uh, then they do some more Texas idioms and Andrew quizzes Luke on what they mean. And Luke actually does pretty well on that. There were only a couple that he had to get hints on. And uh, this leads him to want to play the tape of LBJ uh, calling the clothing manufacturer that makes the special pants so that he could get more pairs of pants with more, more, more ballroom and that won't, what, <laughs> chafe his butthole? Bung. His bunghole. 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 Yes. <laughs> he stopped short of, of saying yambag, which is what I was really rooting for. <laughs> Maybe next time we listen to that tape, he'll say yambag. He'll, they'll insert the yambag. Yep. And then even more Texas idioms. I didn't write all these down, but I did write down happy as a clam at high tide, only because Luke says he wants to talk about the inscrutability of clams, <laughs> which just made me laugh. <laughs> it's actually a really great idiom. It's because nobody can go out clamming when the tide is high. So you got to be – that's that's – that's the time when it's great to be a clan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they do music for your weekend. Andrew picks the shins, kissing the lipless. Luke wants spoon. You got your cherry bomb. And Angie picks Bourne's uh, 10,000 emerald pools. And then there is a little postscript on the very end of the Friday episode where they agree that they've really had a better time than they thought they were going to have. And then... They mention that the service engine soon light on the RV came on outside of Boise, 400 miles into the trip. And they debated whether they should call the RV people. But since they had a limit of 400 miles per day, 
on the drive. They decided not to do that. I went and I just uh, Google mapped the distance between Everett and Boise. It's 519 miles. So they went more than 20% over their daily limit on that. I have a problem with service engines soon. Define soon. Mm -hmm. Right. Give me an indication of soon. What is soon? Is it tomorrow? Is it next week? Next month? Soon to me might not be soon to you. Indeed. Well, apparently soon means... Never. More than 2,200 miles anyway. Yeah. Soon means as soon as it's not my problem. Right. Yeah. Right. Did, did, do, you, do you think they, they when they turned it back into the Annihilator um, in Austin, do you think they pointed out, oh, gosh, this just came on, you know? Or I'm, I'm sure. This is Luke we're talking about. If it was Andrew, I would expect that he would mention it, but Luke, no way. No. Like st- stood in front of stood in front of the service engine soon light, like he did <laughs> his his side mirror when they returned his rental car in Phoenix. Exactly. Yep, everything looks good. This is when you strike Pivoting up around. as much conversation as possible while they're walking around. Yeah, right, just, just right, plaster right, that right. wet leaf over the scratch on the lid of the trunk. Oh yeah, that's a good trick. Yeah, you've done that. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, overall impressions on the road trip week, guys. Both of them survived. We find out later that they confirm that they did not have any fights, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. I was not surprised by the division of duties. I think I'm like Luke. If we're going to be driving, I'd rather just be driving than experiencing yeah. somebody else's driving. So that probably worked out for everyone. Plus, they'd still only be halfway there, I think, if Andrew was driving. Right. Neither mirror would be. <laughs> functional <laughs> I think it was a really good week of shows and I'm not sure why because it was very light on content but it was something about the two of them being together and kind of figuring things out and experiencing life on the road really worked for them mm-hmm. I think I think we've um, they've fallen into a pattern of some really long shows too mm-hmm. so it was nice to have, I mean, especially because I wasn't taking notes for some reason last week. Uh, their shows were short. I wasn't taking notes. I, I left every show with a smile. You know, yep. like, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on a weird schedule last week, so I managed to listen to most of them like in the middle of the day right after they posted. And I kind of felt like I was just riding along with them on this trip. Thank God, not literally. I would have killed one or both of them, but... You know, I, 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 I would be in I'd be in that I would destroy that bathroom. I can say that right now. It's a good sized tank. You you could get some use out of that bathroom without having to empty it at all. Yeah. I mean you bring it back full, that's like taking back a rental car with an empty tank of gas. Yeah, you're gonna pay ten or twenty bucks more than you would otherwise, but it's a luxury. It doesn't happen very often. Just do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Eat the fees later. It's not your problem. You're flying away. They can't. They can't punish you too much. That's a line item APM's going to have to take care of. You know, <laughs> empty, and, empty the shitter. $24. Uh, on to housekeeping. Uh, merch in the merch store, littleredbandwagon.com. Get your merch. Get your merch. And I have not. I, I've seen a lot of orders come through. I get an email every time somebody orders merch. But I have not seen a lot of pictures of the merch. I've seen some. I've seen Meredith. 
Let's see your pictures, guys. Uh, I would love to. I would. Oh, I, was, I really wanted to get my merch before the show because I wanted to like, you know, because I'm I suck at selling stuff. But if I was just wearing it, you know, with all these people coming up to meet me, I thought I could sell a lot of stuff. But you know what happened to our stuff? It was stolen. <gasps> what? What? Yeah, it was. Uh, it had it had arrived. I mean, it, I wouldn't have had it in time for this show, but. I would already be getting it and putting my pictures up, but um, the package, uh, my stuff was going to be delivered to uh, Christy's house, and she was going to send it down to here, and someone stole the package with, with my stuff, Emily's stuff, and Christy's stuff off of their porch. That's awful. I knew that they had a package stolen, and that was bad. I didn't realize what package it was. Mm-hmm. That's that's awful. And this means that there's someone out there who stole this package, opened it up thinking it was their big payday, and they yeah. just got some hoodies and t-shirts with shit they don't understand on it. Sure. And Jeremy's car got hit uh, a couple days later on the street. So they're, they're on a hot streak up there in Linwood. Yeah, if they were racists with a lost dog, I would know where they could post about this. But since they're <laughs> not, I have no idea. Anyway, right. get get your merch. Have it shipped directly to you, as you will, when you order through the website to avoid this this terribleness. Hey, the um, the people the people that were wearing it at the live show, the t- it fits great. It looks great. I'm, yeah, you know, I wouldn't lie to you because I don't I don't care about merch, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, and there's more coming. Uh, Jeremy just let us know he had a meeting today with the designer who's been helping us out with some stuff, and uh, we have more projects in line to add to the collections. As always, the Archive Project is continuing. We've assigned weeks into 2017, but the weeks never stop coming because the guys survived their road trip. There will be more to come and more to archive. Remember that every episode you archive enters you for a ticket into the LRB raffle. And soon enough, you'll be hearing from another uh, prize recipient, a wagon full of loot recipient, opening a wagon full of loot to share all the goodies inside. I was doing a little loot crate reconnaissance. Yesterday, I went to uh, Bucky's which is um, just a huge, is it pronounced Yuga store? Uh, also, you know, has all kinds of Texas food and, and all kinds of stuff along. It's a this massive gas station along the freeway. And I found some interesting items to go with a couple of interesting items I already have. I'm going to be assigned soon. So if, uh, if you want a bunch of crap from, <laughs> from the I-35 corridor in, in, in Texas, uh, get to archiving because most of the people that have archived a billion shows have already been selected. So yep. the pool is getting small. You have a chance. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to completely give away what Mike's got cooking, but I assume there are probably some beaver nuggets in the mix. There are, there are not. There are not. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. I haven't decided completely. Okay. That's all right. Uh, there's still time. And there's still other people who haven't done a uh, wagon full of loot yet. So anything is possible. If you're going to shop on Amazon, do it at littlewebbandwagon.com slash Amazon. We get pennies from Amazon, and they help us pay for things like hosting. Earbuds and Earworms had their part two funeral songs episode come out earlier this week. And I believe for the upcoming episode, they were fielding uh, international songs. And I'm not sure what the parameters are for that, but I'll be interested to hear how it goes. Did did uh, you submit a funeral song, Bobby? Or Ann? I, I did not um, because I uh, 
I'm not sure what I want to do with mine yet. I'm still working on you, that. Did you think about it at all? When I die, as far as I'm concerned, once my ashes come out of the machine, you can put them in the trash can. Right. But, like, you want to do it for, for other people, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, give them something to remember you by. Well, then they should pick a song that they like. <laughs> <laughs> and and is accommodating to her dying breath. That's that's a, that's great. Yeah. That's so am. I love yeah. that. Uh I was at a funeral years and years ago for an older guy who I worked with at the Buffalo Philharmonic and a bunch of us went. We loved him. He was a character and his family handed out CDs that they had burned to everyone who was there for their car ride home. And it was just like eight different versions of the song of When the Saints Go Marching In. But like really <laughs> upbeat and happy and uh-huh. Like New Orleans style funeral, and it was great listening to everyone blasting when the saints go marching in as they drove away from the church. Oh yeah, that's a cool moment. Yeah, I like so that. maybe something like that. That's cool. Remember also to send us your favorite LRB moments for our best of show 2017. Anything that you think can be up against and telling us to put our ass on the seat is welcome. <laughs> and how do we get involved? Uh, the first thing you do is you go to littleredbandwagon.com where you can submit a form to be a guest on the show and tell us about your TBTL connection and your favorite clip. We've had some people say, oh, no, I couldn't couldn't be on the show. It's too scary. It's just hanging out with your friends. That's all it is. We're not going to be scary and we're not going to ask Until you I start yelling about will... gambling. Well... Then we have a list of topics not to bring up, and we'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> People may not realize, we, we will mail you a microphone and headphones. Yep. We will teach you how to use them. We will edit out your racist rants, and then mm-hmm. you will sound like a thoroughly endearing 10. We've got you covered. Yep. Absolutely. And until you get to express your uh, thoughts in person, so to speak, please remember, throwyourphone.com for all your throw your phone needs uh come hang out with us on facebook i meant what i said about friending me on facebook i i need you people to do that either on the stents page or our page we're all around there the show twitter is at lrb podcast and you can email us at little red bad wagon at gmail.com voicemail or text is 802-432-tbtl that's 802-432-8285 and with that and why don't you get us out of here Until next time, this is the next party. (sighs) I still love you, Andrew. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, sexier. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You're getting into ASMR territory for (laughs) me. I'm getting a little creeped.
Sunday. 